Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. This is episode number 134. If you are a new listener, welcome in. I'm so glad to have you here. On this podcast, we talk all about the, you know, unfiltered, um, taboo topics and we just really give and allow ourselves and my guests to open up and speak honestly and in just like a judgment-free zone. And we talk all about intimacy, dating, sex, a little bit of mental health in there as well, lifestyle topics. So I hope you enjoy this wonderful episode. And also, if you are in the U.S. or celebrating, happy Thanksgiving this week. Oh my gosh, all the fruit, all the food, all the desserts. I know I'm excited. I hope that you are as well. And yeah, I hope you have a wonderful time with your family. So today, we actually have a returning guest. So she is a love, sex, and intimacy coach and also the host of her new podcast, The Unfiltered Femme Podcast. She is also, she was also a guest on my podcast, episode number 93, so definitely go check out that episode. I also was just featured on her podcast, so please go check that out as well. Everyone, please welcome back Steph to the show. All right, everyone, welcome back, Steph. I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Yay, me too. I was talking in the intro about how I was just on your podcast shout out the podcast, go listen to the episode. We had so much fun. Um, but I would first love to ask you, what are you most excited about that's coming up in your life? Mm, I am most excited about, so this is a great timing. I feel like I have reignited my connection with my inner sex queen. So this is something that I guide women in and I teach women. And I feel like I went through this period of feeling disconnected from that energy. And to me, being a sex queen is just being turned on by life, really connected with my sexual energy, with my sexuality, this beautiful superpower. And today I feel like this spark inside of me has been reignited. I'm feeling so turned on by life. I'm feeling turned on by myself. I'm loving myself. And so I'm just celebrating that because when you go through that dry spell in life where you're just feeling like a dried raisin and you're not feeling juiced up about life or excited about things, it just feels like it's never going to end. And then suddenly when you get back to that place of feeling like juicy fruit, like dripping fruit like that's the phase I'm in right now so I'm celebrating and I'm super excited about this and knowing that this is where things unfold for me in such a beautiful way this is where I'm the most magnetic where opportunities and magic come into my life on a daily basis and so I'm excited for what is about to unfold being tapped back into my inner sex queen energy Mm. oh that is so juicy I love it I love that for you That's so exciting. And yeah, I think when we, you know, I think all of us in life do go into those dry spells or, you know, you're feeling disconnected. I think that's something a lot of people don't maybe tune into or they're not aware of, um, which honestly is, you know, one of our topics today is like really reclaiming our sexuality, tapping into that sexual energy. So I would love to kind of break down, like if someone is like, whoa, what is that? I've never heard of that. Can you kind of describe a little bit What is, you know, reclaiming your sexuality and tapping into that sexual energy? Mm. So reclaiming our sexuality is really just as individuals taking full ownership over our sexual self, over our pleasure, over our relationship to our body, and really activating and being connected to our sexual energy, which our sexual energy is the most powerful energy that we have. It's our life force energy. It's that chi energy that is super powerful that we can use for attracting things into our life, for healing, for just really feeling good. And that's where we are the most magnetic and powerful in every area of life. So it's really about us taking full responsibility, knowing that we are living in a society where sexuality is still pretty taboo, where people are not talking about it, where it's, you know, sex is seen very much as this physical act between two people. And mostly it's for procreation. That's the only way that it's really celebrated being talked about. People aren't openly talking about sex for pleasure. And 
they're especially not talking about sexual reclamation for women and how as women when we are turned on and tuned in and reclaim that part of ourselves, which is so disconnected so rejected so, so shamed and criticized that's how we step into wholeness as women that's how we step into our most empowered self our most confident our most alive and full up self and that's how we can then serve others in our life more because as women we are always playing different roles of mother of lover of wife of you know employee or business owner or friend all of these different roles that we're playing when we're depleted and when we are dry and when we are not connected with ourselves sexually we can start to just feel ourselves, our battery being lower and lower and lower. And we can use our sexuality to fill ourselves up and we can then pour in more to other people because that is part of life. And it's such a powerful way of being. It's not just about this, you know, hedonistic way of being where we're just obsessed with self-pleasure and orgasms. No, this is where we come home to our true essence and our true self as women, as human beings. And it's so powerful. Wow. That was so beautifully said. And I just, yeah, I love the way you put it and like really being able to tap into that energy and really activate it. Because when you said the, um, it really like activating and we're going to attract things into our life. I think that's so true because I think something that a lot of people don't realize is that when you are tapped into that energy, you feel yourself, you're confident, you're that energy really just exudes everything and all parts of your life right and and I love to and it's so funny that you said that too us women we are we are so many different things and I think sometimes you I mean everyone gets overwhelmed at some points and it's like we do wear so many hats and when we have that energy going you're right that we can we are able to pour into other people and pour, I mean, our cup is also the most important thing. Um, And I just think, oh, that was just, you nailed it. You nailed it. Um, So I think something to women, you know, to start building that um, confidence can be really quite a a tough thing to do. I think a lot of people struggle with confidence. And I think too, like when you have that confidence, like I said, it it just really shows in so many different parts of your life. So if someone were, you know, struggling with confidence and, and like tips on how a woman can start building that confidence and building that desire, what, what do you think is like some tips for women struggling with that? Mm, first of all slow the fuck down in life really slow everything down slow your schedule down slow the pace at which you're moving through life moving from task to task eating your food drinking your coffee doing everything you have to slow it down to become more present more grounded and be able to really experience life in a beautiful way so that's the first thing and the reason why you need to slow down is because you need to connect more with yourself so women who are lacking confidence and this is you know these are the women that i work with they're lacking confidence doing work around reclaiming their sexuality is how they tap into the confidence this is how they come home to themselves this is how they remember who they really are because when we are not connected with our sexuality, there is a piece of us that is lost. There is a piece of us that has been rejected. There is a piece or oftentimes parts of us that are so disconnected, they are the shadow parts. And that doesn't mean that they don't exist. So if somebody is not a sexual person or they don't identify currently as a sexual person or as sexy, then that doesn't mean that's how they are. That means that's how they've become based on their lived experiences and the society that they've grown up in. So it's almost like there's a limb that's missing from them. It's like there's a part of themselves that they don't currently have access to, but they are supposed to as human beings. Like that is typically a part of us. And so when we can tap into 
that part of ourselves and rid ourselves of shame of that criticism and that judgment that we often have around our sexuality, our sexual expression, our body, the way it looks, the way it smells, maybe the way it tastes, all of these different pieces, then we can find that confidence. Because if you can find peace with the way that your body looks, if you can find peace with your pussy and really get to know your breasts and your vagina and your cervix and all of the different parts of your body, that's how you become confident. That's how you embody and exude this confidence because you know all of yourself. There's not parts of yourself that you are not tapped into. But so many women are walking around in these meat suits, in these bodies that they're not connected to. They have their mind and they're identifying with their mind and they're not connected to 90% of themselves as human beings. And so of course they're not gonna feel confident because they're not truly embodied. They're not fully living in their full capacity as a human being. So this is why it's powerful. It's not just about sex and about pleasure, though that's great as well. And that's beautiful. And we deserve to have fucking amazing sex because why the heck not? It's part of life. It's part of human beings. Everybody is doing it or is desiring it. So why not make it good? Oh, I love that. Yes, yes. And when you embody confidence, like I love when you said too, like knowing all about yourself because really it's like you have this body for the rest of your life. No one is ever going to have it or maybe maybe in times it feels like someone else owns your body, but you own every part of your body. It's yours forever. It's it's your forever home, right? And I think, yeah, we all have those times where we are disconnected. We are lost from it. And I think a lot of this, I think, is really being mindful. Like you said, slowing the fuck down. I love that because I think in a life a lot, we really are in autopilot all the mm. time. It's like you do one thing and then you do the next. And then every single day, it's just the same thing or similar, you know, routines and stuff and like switching up certain things um you know self-pleasure I think has a lot to do with this as well and really being able to use that as a powerful tool to reclaim your sexuality and really being able to like you said like learn about your pussy like how does it look how does it feel when you're aroused like there's so it is so important and I know too like a lot of this has to do with like or you what you can do is like looking in the mirror and you know Mm. doing your affirmations and a lot of people I know don't feel comfortable to look at themselves in the mirror either naked or with clothing on right and so I think a lot of a lot of like what we're talking about too is really just like you get to put in the work right like Mm. it's sometimes it might not be easy and some days you might be having a hard time but I think this is probably like a a journey for some people and really just giving yourself permission to have that journey. Yeah, totally. And one thing I want to touch on, because you said something there, which I think is a really powerful point to share with women is that there's a reason why their body doesn't feel like their own. It's because they are outsourcing it to other people. It's because they are outsourcing their pleasure to another person. It's because they are allowing oftentimes their body to be used by another person where they're not receiving anything from it. It's where oftentimes, I mean, we all as women have experiences where we've probably felt like a no, but said yes anyway, or we've had our boundaries completely crossed. And that Mm. is where you can start to dissociate, disassociate from your body because it's not safe to be in your body in those moments. And so your body isn't going to feel like yours. Your body isn't going to feel like a safe space and you're not going to want to explore it sexually when you've had those kinds of experiences what is really powerful is to go on this journey of saying no more. I'm ready to reclaim myself. I'm ready to reclaim my body. I'm ready to reclaim my own pleasure and sexuality because my sexuality is for me. And you could be single your whole life and have the best sex life ever because you're giving it to yourself because you're filling up your own cup because you're giving yourself the most amazing orgasms and you've explored every inch of your own body that you know every sensation that turns you on and you feel every sensation in your body and you can live such a full and turned on and juicy orgasmic life that way and that's how people really should be living 
And then if you desire a partnership, if you desire amazing, multi-orgasmic, mind-blowing sex with another person, which let's be honest, we all do, it comes from this place of desire versus this place of need. And that's where, where we're really living as empowered human beings, where we are like, I got me, I can meet my own needs. And it's not being this hyper-independent kind of woman where it's like, I don't need a man, like I am all good. I don't need anything. That's different. This is an empowered way of I've got myself and I desire another person to pleasure me, to worship me, to, Mm. you know, meet my needs, but it's not from a lack place. It's from a, this is going to add even more to my life, but I'm already full and I'm already whole and I'm already meeting myself and being my own best lover. If you want to have an amazing lover in life, you have to become your own best lover first, and then you'll meet another person at that same level. And you can do that whether you're dating, super powerful time to be doing this. And also if you're in a long-term relationship, you can still, in most cases, get your relationship where you want it to be. Not all the time. Sometimes when you go on this journey, you realize that a relationship is maybe not for the future. It's not for the rest of your life. And obviously that can be confronting. And that's oftentimes why people don't want to go into this work because they subconsciously know where it's going to lead them and they're not ready for that. So going around in on a few different threads here, but it really is just amazing and powerful. And this is where if all women were to do this work around reclaiming self-pleasure and their sexuality, the world would be such a different place. We would Mm. have so many fucking powerful women just crushing life Mm -hmm. and really changing the world for the better. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Um, Now, what I want to ask you this question because it came to me when I was writing my notes. What does tapping into your sexual energy mean to you? Mm. So tapping into our sexual energy is really about activating that life force energy. So as human beings, we have a physical body, we have our mental body, we have an emotional body and our energetic body. Most people are living only in their mental body and physical body. A lot of humans are not tapped into that emotional body. They suppress they ignore, they avoid their emotions and are certainly not tapped in or harnessing the power of their energetic body. So being tapped into our sexual energy is getting into our root chakra, getting into our sacral chakra also. So getting into our wombs and activating this powerful energy and feeling it in our body. So how do you know if you're tapped in? First of all, if you don't have never experienced it, it's probably because you're not doing the work to really tap into it. But when you're in tune with your sexual energy and you can feel it flowing through your body, that's where you feel this aliveness. That's where you feel this turn on for life. So if you can get turned on by a piece of chocolate, you probably tapped into your sexual energy. Like how much pleasure are you really experiencing in the mundane things in life? This is how you can start to question if you're in tune with this sexual energy and there are different practices that you can do and this is what I love to guide women in in my program sex queen is to start to harness the power of their sexual energy this energy can then be transmuted into different forms because energy cannot be created or destroyed so we can activate the sexual energy through starting to activate turn on in the body so if we start to pleasure ourselves to sensually stroke ourselves or to sexually touch ourselves we can start to feel that turn on right And that is where the sexual energy starts to sort of get, like we have a dimmer switch. It's like we're starting to turn that dimmer switch up and the more turned on we're getting, the more alive we're feeling, the more active our sexual energy is getting. So as we're turning the dial up, we're getting more of that flow in our bodies. Most people though are not spending enough time in that turn on stage that they're going right into orgasm or trying to climax and they're missing out the powerful part of activating the turn on activating their sexual energy and then being able to flow with that in life so the more that you practice the more you can tune into your sexual energy outside of sexually turning yourself on if that makes sense um but then we can activate this turn on energy so i'll give an example i love to do this by using a yoni egg do you do you use a yoni egg or have you ever used one what is that (gasps) Oh my God. Okay. 
I'm so excited. Okay. Wait a minute. I need to know. I need to know. Google this. Okay. So a yoniac, usually I have one on my desk. I don't have one here right now. It's in my bathroom because <laughs> it's been washed. So a yoniac is essentially a crystal egg. It looks okay. like an egg. Usually it has a drilled hole in it. So you can attach string, which is essentially like dental floss and you insert it inside of your vagina and you do different practices with it. I guide really beautiful practices using the string and using breath work and you're using tensing and releasing to activate and strengthen the mind to pussy connection. So you can start to feel and connect with the different muscles inside of the vagina. So once you strengthen it, you can actually start to push the egg up or down using the muscles, but without having to like push the egg, you can just feel that connection. So something is really, Yoni egg is really great. If you have anything like pelvic tension, that's where it's not advised to use it. Or women who have uh, an internal prolapse, things like that. That's where you wouldn't want to be using um, a weight inside. However, for most women, it is very, very powerful practice to do to help with that connection. It helps to start to de-armor the vagina as well. So it can release tension and tightness. It helps with the connection. It can help with sensitivity, with lubrication and getting to connect with the sensual, uh, sexual energy inside. And one thing I have to share on this too, I was guiding my women in sex queen through yoni yoga practice. Uh-huh. Three or four days later, one of the women messaged in our group chat saying, oh my God, I just had a cervical orgasm from using the yoni egg. I was like, hell yes. Like we, we're not even at that part of the program. This was so early on, but I was like, yes, this is amazing. And this is the power of doing these kind of practices. So where I love to use the yoni egg is I will insert it. I will start to do these practices and I can feel that turn on energy happening inside of me. And then it's really powerful for me to say, mm, I've got this sexual energy flowing. I'm going to transmute that energy into a different form, AKA creative energy. So now that I'm feeling alive and feeling turned on and feeling really good and magnetic and powerful, let me channel that into my content creation or let me channel that into creating a new program or writing copy or going live or guiding a group program or being on a podcast. I can channel that energy in a way where I'm outputting that energy and I want to be in this magnetic, powerful, alive, turned on state really powerful to do it in that way so that's how we can use our sexual energy and people can feel it right like people can feel when the energy is on and it's like I went on Instagram the other day and looked at myself and was like I feel like I look different do I look different and people were messaging me like yes you actually do look different and it's not just because I cut my hair like something about me felt different and it's because I just had moved through and felt like I cleared a lot of emotions around a layer of healing that I was in but also like I shared at the beginning of this episode I'm feeling tapped in again to my inner sex queen and that's magnetic and people can feel it but they don't know what it is or what you're doing or like give me the secret and it's sexual energy (laughs) oh my god first of all I love this I need to get a yoni egg now you do holy shit this is gonna be the new thing that I'm gonna try this is I love this shit. I love this so much. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, wow. Yeah. This is the shit that I'm just like so intrigued about. Like truly it is just, you know, they say you learn something new every day, but I just, and this is why I love podcasting. I love talking about this stuff. You're so knowledgeable in this space. So again, thank you for sharing that. That's so cool. Highly recommend people to check this out as well. So I know we talked about, you know, a lot of sex things, tapping into our energy, incredible, incredible knowledge about that. Now, I want to talk a little bit about um, how to get the sex you desire with your partner, because I think that this topic is really Something that people I think struggle with, especially if they're in like a lull or they're, you know, they're in like a dry spell, like we were kind of talking about earlier. And sometimes I think we need to just like rekindle romance, rekindle intimacy. Um, So let's kind of break down. Maybe we start with like, what if someone is unaware of what they desire with their partner? 
if they're unaware of what they desire they have to go on their own journey first because your partner will never give you what you want when you don't even know what you want you have to discover that with yourself because yes you can go on this journey with your partner and it's so beautiful it's also very vulnerable so Mm -hmm. for you to say hey partner explore my body take me to all these places that I've never taken myself it's just unlikely to happen that way it's very rare that that is the way that it is going to unfold so really Mm. getting clear on what you want is super important first I hear a lot of women who will say I'm bored in the bedroom I'm unsatisfied I'm avoiding sex I don't want sex my partner wants more sex in me and oftentimes this comes down to they're not fulfilled in the bedroom they're not being satisfied they're not feeling the pleasure but they don't actually know what they want so my first question Mm -hmm. is consider what you want and you can get inspiration Mm -hmm. it's not bad to get inspiration from other places like maybe you go to a sex shop and you have a look around at different toys or maybe you watch some find some sexy show um, how to build a sex room is a great show if you haven't watched it to get different ideas and feel that permission of toys and the vibe and all of these different pieces also exploring some ethical porn to perhaps get some inspo around new ways of being these are all helpful things to help a person get clear on what they want but nothing beats the journey of going you know getting super intimate with themselves to discover the kind of touch they like the kind of sensation the sensitivity the temperatures the toys that they want to incorporate so that would be the first part is knowing what you want and then being open to explore because when you've gone on that journey yourself then to a certain degree then you'll be more open to say hey partner let's go to a sex shop and buy a flogger or a whip or some chains or some shibari ropes or whatever it is and go from there so that is the the first the first part what was the second part of this question because I went off on a tangent there Um, so like if someone is like unaware of their desire so I think that's a beautiful first step and then yeah, I think I think a, our own journey, like you said, is so important because it's like if you don't know what you want, you can't expect your partner to know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and then maybe mm-hmm. maybe have to communicate that with your mm-hmm. partner. Yes. So getting to know what you want and what you desire first, or at least what you're open to, getting in your journal, thinking about what are some fantasies that you have? Like what is your most wild sexual fantasy knowing that sometimes fantasies are exactly that they're fantasies that we don't necessarily want to actually live out or experience that's okay it can be fun to share those with your partner again very vulnerable to to share that but get in your journal and get really intimate with yourself about things that you might like and what's good here is to do a yes no and maybe list of what are some things that you would be a hell yes to what are some things that you're a hell no to what are some things that you are maybe a maybe to like maybe butt stuff is a maybe you're open to it but you're not sure um going there first is important and then starting to open the conversation with your partner so first of all any sort of conversation around sex pleasure um what you want more of what maybe you want less of what you'd like to try that really starts outside of the bedroom so mm-hmm. when you're in the moment or getting intimate not a great time to be bringing these things up because that can often lead to more challenges for people if they get you know their partner could get defensive they could feel like they're killing the mood they could you know rejection can come up so really having that clarity of what you desire and then bringing it up in a fun and a playful way so a great way of doing this is to be having regular relationship check-ins with your partner Mm. and even if you're dating someone you should be having or I don't like the word should but it's encouraged to have relationship or like dating check-ins of like where is this going are you on the same page what do you want more of because communication is important and sexy from the beginning so having these sort of check-ins of what would you love more of is there anything that you would love to try you know is there a new date that you even want to experience let's have the conversation and that's a great way to weave in that's honestly the easiest way to bring this in is where you already have 
the foundation and you already have the setup to have the conversation and you just are bringing it in versus if you're not doing any relationship check-in, if you're just going through the motions of life, going from one month to the next, it's much more challenging to make all of these changes at once. So butter up your partner with check-ins and we're never leading with criticism or with judgment. And oftentimes you don't want to be saying, I don't like this. It's like, hey, babe, remember that time that you did this thing to me? I fucking love that. I would love for you to do it again. Maybe it's something they did when you first met. Or I really, like, what is, you know, you can ask questions like, what is your favorite memory or sexual experience of us together? Or what was the best orgasm that I have ever given you? All of these different questions, you can start to have fun and that's going to open the conversation, give you insight. What do you love the most about me? There's so many questions. I literally have uh, blog posts on this and a whole list of different questions that we can ask our partner. So having the conversation is really important to do it in this open, receptive, loving way. And that really is the key. Show up as love in the conversation and really try to get the outcome that you're desiring, but not from a place of ego, from a place of love, but also bearing in mind that is another human that you're working with and be aware of their own ego and their own hurt and their own traumas and patterns. So taking that into account um, as you are having the conversation and last piece on this is obviously we each have our own individual needs. Hopefully if you're in a loving partnership, you also really want to worship your partner and give them pleasure if you don't, or if your partner doesn't, like that's a whole other sort of maybe red flag to dive into. But bear that in mind too, like relationships are about worshiping another person in my eyes. Like, yes, we're supporting each other. We're emotionally, but we also get to pleasure each other and worship each other. And if we're not doing that, then it's not really a romantic relationship. So those Mm. would be the first few pieces to dive into. Yeah, I love that too. And I love that you said like, come in it from a loving place, be curious too. Cause I think like, if you talk about it in a curious way, like, oh, I saw this thing. And I always say, blame it on me. You can say, oh, I heard Janae's podcast. And she was talking about this. Like, I always say that to my, to my listeners, just like, say you found it somewhere online. Right. And then you can kind of share with your partner in like a curious way. Like, oh, you know, I'm really curious about doing anal, but I'm a little nervous. So like, kind of just start the convo. Um, And I love too that you said just like writing it down in your journal, because I think that writing things down is such, it's so underrated. I actually created a journal and it's on Amazon. And one of the things, uh, one of the um, prompts on there says, what are three things that bring you joy and pleasure? And I think I I read this book um, from Emily Morse, Emily, uh, Sex with Emily podcast. She says that you should, every single day, you should bring 25% of pleasure into your day, every single day. Mm. Whether that being like hugging your dogs, whether that being masturbating, reading a book, anything that brings you joy or pleasure. I love that. Uh, Yeah. And so I've been trying to really like every single day I ask myself, okay, well, what am I going to do for myself today? And that's also in the journal and really figuring out like, what am I going to do for myself? And that's really important. Just like being able to have that clarity of, okay, well, you know, I really do need this and this and this. And I also loved when you said like a relationship check-in, because that is something I think a lot of couples, again, in the autopilot of life, like life gets busy, especially if people have children and other responsibilities work, like we all have busy lives. And I think sometimes you look back and you're like, oh shit, have we even connected for a while? So I think that this is a beautiful way to really be able to break that down have those conversations no matter how often or whatever. And also I did want to give you props because I did take that questionnaire um, on your website that you were talking about. Me and my fiance did that. I think the last time we podcasted and it was so good. We learned so much about each other and then we made a sex bucket list together, which I think we talked about on the last episode we did. Um, So Shout out to you for that because that was so, so much fun. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Yes. Go stephmorris.co Mar- Steph and there's a list of all of these questions to ask your partner. 
why not make relationships fun? They don't have to be so serious. Like be curious, be playful, ask each other these questions. You can still get to know one another, even when you've been together for years. So I love that you did that. And yeah, we did talk about the sex bucket list, which I love so much. And one thing I want to share on the pleasure thing is something that I connected with the other day on my dog walk. I basically try and do a pleasure sandwich. So I start my day and it's all about pleasure. The middle of my day, it's like PPP, start my day and pleasure. And that's not necessarily sexual pleasure. Oftentimes it's not. It's pleasure from the cup of coffee, from my cup of cacao, from walking my dogs and feeling into what, how is this going to be the most pleasurable walk for me? Maybe it's playing with the ball with my dog and seeing the joy that they are experiencing. Um, or maybe it is taking out my headphones and just listening to the sounds of nature. This, and again, this is where, when we're tapped into that sexual energy and when we're tapped into our body, we can start to experience pleasure from the really small things and be really present to the experience. So I start my day with pleasure and then move into purpose. So that's really where this is kind of like feminine, then masculine and feminine, which is a flow that works well for me. Purpose. So what is going to, you know, move my purpose forward being in that action driven, more masculine space and then always ending my day with pleasure as well. So how can I wrap up my day in a way that feels good? And sometimes what brings me pleasure is, well, I do this every night, but having my nighttime tea and really enjoying it and sipping it and feeling the warmth or again, walking my dogs, taking my dogs to the dog park at night, maybe brushing my hair or giving myself a little massage with some oil or rubbing in my lotion in a way that just feels really pleasurable or doing a face mask or something like that. But I like to do the pleasure sandwich. And that way, regardless of what happens in the middle of the day, you have had a good day. So if you start with pleasure and you end with pleasure, the middle doesn't really matter, but you still can be in control of your day and have filled yourself up and felt pleasure and aliveness from the things that you've done and given to yourself throughout the day. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm going to start doing that. Cause yeah, I think sometimes if I just start work, I wake up, you know, I kind of get ready and then I jump on the computer. I'm like, oh shit. Like I've been enjoying like having a slow morning and I like to read in the morning. So like that is pleasure for me. And then I work and then, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's like, you gotta, you gotta cap off the night with something that is enjoyable. I love that so much. That is so beautiful. Mm. Um, what is like maybe some exercises that a couple can do to build a stronger, like physical and emotional connection? Mm. Starting this podcast is presented by Janae Ledger Life Coaching. Are you ready to transform your life and relationships for the better? I am offering life and relationship coaching for self-discovery, growth, and healing. I'm inviting you to embark on a transformation journey, are you tired of feeling stuck and anxious and really disconnected from your life or your relationships? If you have answered yes to any of those questions, I would love to help guide you, inspire you, and educate you towards a life filled with love, purpose, and fulfillment. If you are interested in working with me, you can visit my website or you can email me at mindset at gmail.com. I look forward to working with you. With the relationship check-in, really important. So wherever you're at in relationship, if you have kids or really busy lifestyle, you're traveling a lot, start with something that's realistic. Ideally, once a month or at least once a quarter is good for those relationship check-ins. That is going to build the emotional connection. That's going to build the trust. That's going to build that safety and stability in the relationship, which is super important for intimacy. So when it comes to romance and physical and sexual satisfaction, so much of it is actually outside of the bedroom and is happening before. If people are getting into the bedroom and the man is not getting hard or staying hard or the woman is not getting turned on or whatever it is, oftentimes it's not about the physical, it's about the emotional and it's about resentment or it's about a disconnection or it's about something else that has broken the trust and lost the intimate connection between them that is just displaying as the physical things in the bedroom. So it's important to note that as well. 
things that are really important. So we have emotional intimacy and sensual intimacy and sexual intimacy. So relationship check-ins are great because it's going to build that trust connection and emotional intimacy. Things that I really recommend couples to do, eye gazing. Love this one so much. So laying down and get or sitting up, whatever is most comfortable and gazing into each other's eyes. By the way, doing all of this stuff with music is really important. Like having a vibe happening just softens and creates an experience. And the more senses that we can engage when we're doing all of these practices, the more pleasurable and the more juicy we'll probably find the practices because our senses are being activated. It's not just like dead silence. And then we're feeling awkward because there's a space and we don't know what to say. So weave in the senses, light some candles, light some incense, get a whole vibe, maybe have some chocolate, whatever, whatever you love. So eye gazing is a really powerful one. For a lot of people who are not into this kind of work, this can be very vulnerable and challenging because when you're looking into someone someone's eyes, you're looking into their soul. There's nowhere right. to hide, right? It's very, very, very intimate. More people would rather be naked in a room full of strangers than eye gaze with somebody because it is so scary. Mm. But this is a really powerful connection practice where you get to just stare into one another, be there, be really present and hold that space for one another. AK, you're fully present. You're feeling each other. You're seeing each other. And what, then you can ask, start to ask questions. So this is where eye gazing, syncing up your breaths together. So what's really powerful is to breathe in and out and you can do actual breath work together. You can place mm. your hands you know, one hand on the other person's chest and and breathe together. That's such a beautiful, powerful practice that is so simple, yet so profound when you can feel the other person's heartbeat, when you can feel their breath, where you become one and you become in sync, your nervous systems start to attune to one another. And that's really powerful. And that's what happens when we're in relationship. So doing practices like that, and then you can do an exercise where you ask three que- three questions What do you fear the most? What do you love the most about me? And what do you desire? So asking, or you could even do fears and desires. There's different ways that you can do it. But this is, again, a really emotional, emotionally intimate practice where these can be scary things and this can change with time. So these are practices that I really recommend for emotional intimacy, even just laying next to each other, gazing into each other's eyes, laying down and just doing that and cuddling and stroking one another and being really present. I feel like there are so many things that people do as teenagers or they do at the beginning of a relationship that get really lost the longer that people go into relationships. So just being with each other and maybe a date night one evening or one afternoon or whenever you can is we're not going to watch a movie. We're going to put some music on, create a beautiful vibe and we're just going to connect in this emotional way with no goal of getting into sex or sexual intimacy, just being there for one another. Super simple, super profound when it builds that connection. Because what's important to know is that there's different styles of connecting for people. So some partners or some humans like to connect with their partner through sex. So if they're feeling disconnected or if they're in a lull or they haven't had sex for a while, for some people, they need that sex connection, that that sexual intimacy to feel that emotional connection. For other people, it's the other way around. For, for other people, they need to feel that deeply emotional connection before they can have sex again. So right. having awareness around that, because oftentimes in partnership, one person can be one way and one person can be another way. And they can end up butting heads of like, okay, well, how do we do this? And it's finding that middle ground. Um, before moving into sex but this is where distrust can be created if say one partner partner a needs to feel the emotional connection before having sex but partner b wants sex to feel connected and oftentimes it can be the man that wants sex for the connection not always if partner a is bypassing herself and having sex with her partner when she doesn't feel emotionally ready that's going to create a little speck of resentment and that's going to create a little speck of lack of trust between them and it's like if you have a a 
brick or a block and you add another chip to it and those chips you keep chipping away eventually there's nothing left and that can happen and so these things are really important and really necessary to be aware of and to be weaving in these other forms of intimacy to build that connection because the sexual intimacy is just a reflection of where your emotional intimacy is at and that really needs to come first yeah Oh, I love that. And I think too, like, I love the eye gazing idea because it is so, that is so vulnerable. I'm just thinking of my fiance trying it and he probably will be like so nervous to do Mm -hmm. it, but I'm totally going to try it because I think that is really like, that is really intense. And I feel like you are staring at their soul. And like, I think that's so beautiful and being really, truly present in the moment. I think a lot of there's so many distractions, right? The dogs, the children, the the phones, the TV, like there's just so much going on. So like setting that mood to like the, the music, the candles, like that can be such a vibe to really kick off that experience together. And I'm sure like with that, you will mm. build that wonderful connection. That's like, oh, wow. Like we were a little disconnected and now it's like, I'm I'm assuming that it's like, wow, like that feels really, really good. Mm, um, totally. And something to add as well when it comes to eye gazing. So people can often avoid it or can start laughing or not take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And that's just a way of avoiding vulnerability and avoiding intimacy. And that can come up, you know, to start, but you've got to try and move past that, right? Like if you're not able to gaze into another person's eyes, there's kind of, telling about where you are at as a human being and I'm not shaming or making anyone wrong because we're not typically taught these things and I remember the first time I did eye gazing I was like what the fuck it was so uncomfortable I was doing it with strangers and this is actually a little hint here um or spoiler this is something I do at every retreat I host I always will the welcoming ceremony is eye gazing with strangers and it's three mm. minutes of eye gazing with three different people. Actually, the, the third time I usually extend it to be about five minutes, standing still, staring into another person's eyes, because it is really powerful. There's people crying. Mm. There's people, you know, just feeling like, wow, in a room of strangers, they go from strangers to being one, to being connected and yeah. to feeling this unity and this love. So imagine if this is a bunch of strangers doing that and they suddenly feel like they love the people in the room. Imagine Mm -hmm. what it can do for partnership to feel like it takes it to the next level. So I wanted to note on that. Something else that's really important is to be present in it. Mm. And something I was just sharing with a client the other day was for her to test this out with her husband. I said to her, when you are doing these practices, let's take eye gazing eye gazing as an example, take a moment and actually start thinking about something else and see if he notices or watch his body language or watch how he responds. Because this is oftentimes what we're doing. We're, we're with someone else, but we're not really present. We're somewhere else. Like our head is somewhere else. And again, that creates the disconnection because you could be even having sex, but your mind could be thinking about the time that you have to leave the house or what you're making for dinner. And that's going to create that disconnection. And again, it can create resentment or this lack of trust, a little crack that seeps into the relationship. So lack of sex or intimacy sometimes isn't even the thing that's showing up. It can be so much deeper than that. So when you're doing eye gazing, each partner can actually take turns. There's a practice I have in an intimacy guide that I created for couples, which teaches them how to hold space for one another and making sure that they're super present and there and their eyes are on the other person. And when I'm guiding this in retreats, I'm saying to them, make sure that you are fully here because you're doing that person a disservice. If you're somewhere else, they can feel it and they don't feel safe. And this is really important in partnership. If you're eye gazing or you're having sex and you're thinking about something else or you're off with the fairies, it's a disservice to your partner and that can pull them out of feeling safety. And again, it creates all of these other issues in relationship and it's, it's pretty complex, but it's not complicated at the end of the day because we just have to be really there 
if we are going to make that time to be with our partner, especially in an intimate way, we got to make sure that we are out of our minds and in our body and really holding them in that space and being present and being with them because it is a gift for them to show ourselves, for them mm-hmm. to show themselves to us and vice versa. So let's make sure that we are there with full presence. Right. And just being super mindful. I mean, yeah. mindfulness is something that I have been, I think, really practicing for quite a while now. And it's really, it's really powerful when you can really like tap into that energy and really just be focused on what's literally right in front of you. And I do this with my friends a lot too. Like if I'm out to dinner or even with my my partner, like I do not want my phone out at all. I'm I have it in my purse. I do not want to be looking at it. I don't like when the other person has their phone out. I'm just like, come on, can we just, we're here for two hours. Like, let's just be in the moment. And I think that's really hard for f- people too. Of like, oh, well, what if there's an awkward moment? Like, just be present, be in the moment, give your, give whoever you're with that attention, right? And and creating that connection. So I absolutely okay. love that. Um, is there anything that we we didn't touch on that you wanted to discuss before we get into our game? Yeah. One, one more thing is, um, different types of desire. So we talked Mm. about the connection. So connecting through sex or desire or needing that emotional connection before going into sex, but something else that's important is that some people have a spontaneous sexual desire where they just will randomly feel turn on or get that desire or want for sex. And oftentimes that's men, but not not always the case. Uh, And then some people have more of a responsive desire. So that means that they'll feel the desire once their body is being activated in some way. Maybe it is through the emotional connection or maybe it is through sensual touch um, or starting to move into sexual touch. But that's really good to be aware of and be aware of the kind of response that you have and the kind of desire that you have so that if you're like, why do I never, fee- you know, what never want sex? And my partner is always like randomly sending me dizzy texts throughout the day or whatever it is. Just know that that can be a difference in the type of desire that you have. Um, and neither one is good or bad. There's no right or wrong. It's just having the awareness and starting to get really in tune and get in tune with your partner as well of what they get turned on by, what they get um activated by and what they get turned off by because Mm. being in that partnership with one another and knowing and supporting one another to have that activation and pleasure activation and turn on is really powerful um and then one more piece as well we have the emotional connection the eye gazing doing breath work having the these questions and relationship check-ins and then there's the sensual connection the sensual intimacy so this can be stroking each other touching each other really being slow I think a lot of people miss this and will go from you know connecting a little bit to then and men do this a lot as well they just want to go right into sex they want to go right into penetration and they're like I don't understand this middle part and it's like okay it can take women between 20 and 40 minutes to get turned on and be really ready for penetration and for a lot of women penetration just isn't the thing for them because they don't have the same pleasure receptors inside their vagina as men do in their penis. We have a lot of um, nerve endings, of course, in the clitoris and we have other places like obviously we can activate the G spot and have cervical orgasms as well, which we kind of touched on here a little bit. But knowing that there are other ways to connect. And again, the more attuned a woman is with her body, the more that she activates her sexual energy and that turn on, the more sensitivity she can start to activate in different parts of her body, in her skin, in her breasts, in her nipples, in her G-spot, in her cervix. And that's really helpful too, because that can change the way that women experience sex and actually make it much more pleasurable and get more pleasure from penetration. Um, So I wanted to touch on that, but really slowing it down and maybe moving into, before going into that, having some sensual touch or stroking or whatever it is but you just got to play with all these things and knowing that what feels good one day might feel you know might not turn you on another day and that's okay this is why communication is extremely important consent is extremely important because consent we think of oftentimes 
in non-partnered, like non-couples, but it is really important in long-term partnership as well, because one day a person might consent to really rough penetration. And the next day Mm -hmm. she might be like, no, that doesn't feel good. I'm feeling sensitive or I'm feeling emotional or I'm about to start my bleed. Therefore, I want something more slow and more sensual or more romantic. And that is going to change. And that is why active consent at all times is really important, knowing that a yes can become a no at any point, having that conversation with your partner and making sure that they are always asking, like, are you ready for penetration? Not having them just like shove it in without even checking in for you. That's where your body becomes not your own because you're Mm -hmm. not in charge of it. So weaving it back in here and bringing it full circle. Full circle. Yes, that is, that is so, so important. And you're right. Like you might be turned on by something one day and then next day you're like, hell no, like I am not feeling that. And I think that's okay. As long as you're communicative, you give consent, like you were saying, and just really being completely transparent and honest with your partner. So that is so, so, so important. Okay. You ready for a game? I love games. Give it to me. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Um, So the first one is salad or sandwich? Ooh, well, hang on. I've got questions here. What kind of salad are we talking? What kind of sandwich? What kind of bread is it? Like, what are the condiments? These are very important factors. (laughs) I would say your favorite salad and your favorite sandwich. That might be a hard one, though. That is a hard one. I love a good salad. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I love a good sandwich, but typically mm-hmm. I'm a salad gal over sandwiches mm-hmm. as long as it's like high quality. It's got to be avocado. It's got to be good quality lettuce. Mm-hmm. None of that cheap, random shit. It's got to have a good dressing. So we'll go with salad. Yes, I am, I'm with you. I love it. Um, The beach or the swimming pool? The beach. The beach. Yeah, I love the wildness of the ocean, the natural elements. Beautiful. Uh, Fall or summer? Summer. Summer. I'm a summer gal, though. I am loving fall at the moment, so can't Mm. complain. I know. It's it's really nice here. It's really beautiful here. So I know it's like, oh, fall. Um, Temperature play or BDSM? Oh, BDSM. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, would you rather travel somewhere new or travel somewhere familiar that you've been to? Mm, I love a bit of both. I mm-hmm. love the familiarity, but I also thrive off new places. I love exploring new places. Yes, it is so much fun. I love mm-hmm. I love it too. Um, would you rather have a new shirt in your closet every day or have a new pair of shoes in your closet once a week? Shoes. I'm such a shoe girl. I love shoes because it just changes the outfit, the vibe. Like I feel like a good pair of shoes that helps me embody the inner sex queen. If I'm going out, about to go out for dinner, I'm like, what shoes am I going to wear that matches the vibe that I'm embodying today? I mean, I know you can do that with a shirt, but there's just something about quality shoes. It turns me on. It really does. (laughs) And shoes can change an entire outfit. Yeah. It really can. Oh, I love that you said that. That's so good. Uh, Would you rather be a kid forever or be an adult forever? Oof, That's such a hard one because being a kid, there's so much beauty in the authentic self-expression, the curiosity, the playfulness, having no responsibilities. And then being an adult is like, especially the place that I'm in, feeling so confident and having done so much healing and having money and activating this pleasure and being able to do what I want. I'm like, I honestly, I love being an adult. I really do. And I think I would go with that, but only in the place that I'm at I think a lot of people would probably say kids and if the answer is being a child forever I feel like there's an invitation to do some work so that you feel so freaking happy with where you are at in your life as an adult because it does get to be we get to bring the amazingness of you know the childlike qualities into adulthood and that's where the magic happens right and like 
healing the inner child, but also like doing things that your inner child would love. Because I love, for instance, swinging on a, on a swing set. Mm. I love that. And that, that was me as a kid, but every once in a while, if I see a freaking playground, I'm like, I'm going on that swing I for five it. minutes. <laughs> but like that just, he, that makes my inner child so happy. Oh, I love um, that. Sex toys or lingerie? Sex toys. I mean, I love lingerie, but oh. mm the pleasure from sex toys you just yeah. you just can't I'm, it's unmatched <laughs> I'd rather be naked all the time and have like a whole freaking I mean I have a lot of sex toys but there's always room for more so mm-hmm. yeah love it I love it so much um the next one is would you rather be invisible or be like have the ability to fly mm, interesting question definitely the ability to fly though my answer up until about probably four years ago was I literally wanted to be invisible so I'm happy that I have oh. moved through that and now I'm like oh. I don't want that anymore I sometimes when I'm doing breath work and meditation I feel like I'm flying like I have that sensation in my body so I'm going with that one okay I love it I love that story um would you rather never self-pleasure again or never have sex again Honestly, never have sex again because my self-pleasure is so fucking good. (laughs) And honestly, like a lot of times my self-pleasure can be, the orgasms can be more fulfilling than Mm. sex because of the toys and the different things I'm using. It's obviously, I love sex. It's very different with a person. Like I'm not, there's maybe making it sound bad, but my self-pleasure is honestly so good and it fills me up so much that yeah I I would have to I couldn't I couldn't drop that yeah oh I love it wait what was your answer to that one I'm curious I I think I have to have the same one as you is just never giving up self-pleasure because realistically it's like it's like that connection with ourselves I know that I will always orgasm sometimes it doesn't happen with sex I get it but you know sometimes it's like I really just I want to feel like I'm on top of the fucking world. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And the more I self-pleasure, the more sex I want. So if I was never Mm self-pleasuring, I probably wouldn't be having much sex. Therefore, I'd be like losing out in all the ways. (laughs) Right. Right. That is so true. That is so true. Um, Would you rather like no bathing for one month or no internet for one month? probably no bathing for one month Uh, (laughs) i need the internet to stay connected with the world that's true that's true that's fair Mm. um morning sex or night sex oh i fucking love both and it depends on the vibe because i feel like morning sex i'm a little bit more lazy so i kind of like my partner to be like more you know, like taking control. I'm in like lazy girl mode, whereas I feel like I could be a bit more wild at night and a bit more like in control in some ways. Um, So yeah, but I do love, I mean, what's better than starting the day with some beautiful morning sex? Oh, so, so fun. I love that. Um, Let's see. And then the last one is going to be would you rather live in a cabin in the woods or live right on the ocean? Ocean. Oh, please. Ocean. Yes, 100%. Cabin in the woods, that life just ain't for me. Like a little um, visit here and there for the weekend, 100%. Like I'm craving that at the moment to just be somewhere secluded. But no, I could live by myself, self-pleasuring, you know, without a partner, just me, my self-pleasure and my toys by the ocean. And I would live a very happy life. <laughs> love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh um, my gosh. This was such a pleasure. Um, Let everyone know where they can connect with you, find your podcast, all the things that you got going on. Yeah. Connect with me mainly on Instagram. My handle is I am Steph Morris. My website is stephmorris.co. I'm also on TikTok with the same handle. I am Steph Morris. And I have a juicy podcast as well called The Unfiltered Femme, which is on all podcasting platforms. I talk all about the unfiltered topics around sexuality, the female body, relationships, intimacy, trauma, all of the things that people don't really talk about. Um, 
we love to to dive in there and we have an amazing episode that we did together on there as well so that was a really juicy one all about self-pleasure and porn and squirting and all of the things so go check that one out (laughs) so good well thank you so much Steph it was such a pleasure having you on again and I just absolutely loved this conversation thanks for having me always a fun one with you All right, y'all, I hope you loved that episode with Steph. It was honestly so much fun chatting with her. Again, go check out the episode that I was on her podcast. Go check out her podcast. So, so good. Absolutely loving her content and her episodes on her podcast. And you know where to find me at My Naked Mindset on all of your social media. I also have my free sex bucket list workbook that you can print out and start that with your partner or yourself. I also have cute merch and I also have my self-love journal that I would love for you to check out. It is on Amazon and it is also in the show notes. So if you have any questions, please let me know. And if you have any topics that you would like to hear, please DM me, email me, any of the things. I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye.